0: Back in the saddle again. It's your boy, Harry Slime. Life and Time with Harry Slime. You know how we do. Just looking at some cool history shit. You know. That's me. I get old, and I just get into history. I think that's my old white man thing, is to start liking history. World War II, Roman bullshit. You know. Everything that your dad likes, or your fucking dumb uncle, or whatever. But I was looking at uh the certain section of World War Two which is called the Tuskegee Airmen. I don't know if you uh folks are familiar with this, but it's uh they were the basically the first uh African American uh uh air squadron uh who fought in World War Two. It's pretty cool. Um they were given the name Tuskegee Airmen because uh They were educated at this place called the uh, Tuskegee Institute uh, near uh, Tuskegee, Alabama. But that's not really the thing that I'm really kind of uh, looking at it. I mean, I just find it fascinating. I mean, you know, these guys were, you know, fighting for America really before Martin Luther King or any of the big time 60s era civil rights leaders had done anything in this country so they're still subject to all of the Jim Crow laws it's really kind of incredible that they actually you know wanted to fight for this country and I mean and you look through this uh, information like one of the things that kind of blew me away is um, they went through like a heb- heavy heavy series of testing um, and just kind of like standards and screening them and then screening them again. And I want to do uh, this is kind of an interesting quote that I found while I was lo- looking at this shit. This is from Coleman Young, who uh, was an airman who graduated from the Tuskegee Institute and then also was later the first African-American mayor of Detroit. He uh, told a journalist that—and I'm quoting— They made the standards so high, we actually became an elite group. We were screened and super screened. We were unquestionably the brightest and most physically fit young blacks in the country. We were super better because of the irrational laws of Jim Crow. You can't bring that many intelligent young people together and train them as fighting men and expect them to supinely, supinely, sorry, I'm white trash, roll over when you try to fuck them over, right? quote uh laughs which is the end of the quote um <laughs> but anyways so i mean obviously this guy isn't you know pro jim crow laws or anything but he is kind of being honest when he's just like oh damn like they put us through so much testing that like every person that got through it was like a badass motherfucker like they weren't fucking around at any goddamn stretch of the imagination, like, they weren't, like, it's just, like, they were badass motherfuckers, so you, you have, like, all of these people who are, like, like, and obviously, at this point in time, you know, you really can't, as, uh, you, you there's not really too many options for a young black person in America to really kind of, uh, you know, make good money, lack of a better way to put it, you know, to really make some bang for your buck and, you know, really make those high dollar jobs. And so, you know, like, these are the best of the best of, like, black dudes for, you know, this job through, you know, I mean, I they're, they're doing tests to, like, check, like, IQ, dexterity, leadership qualities. So, I mean, it's a wide-ranging spectrum of tests that they're kind of doing. A lot of it is also done in other sections of the military when, you know, you're doing specialized training and they want to make sure that they're, you know, getting the proper people for this section of the military. Um, at least they hope. But needless to say, I it's fascinating to me that, like, they still wanted to fight for America even though, obviously people were treating them like shit i mean it's it's kind of unreal that you know i can't even imagine living through uh, jim crow era you know segregation at full throttle america and still being like you know what man i want to go out and possibly fucking die for you like, you're the people that I want to, like, risk my fucking life for. That's wild. Like, uh, that's, like, and I mean, obviously, like, they were, you know, hopefully getting paid good money. I don't know their fucking financial figures. But, like, it's also just, like, yeah, I mean, like, most jobs you don't die from. They mu- they, they must have liked this country a little bit, you know, to to actually want to be like, you know, I'm going to go represent you in combat. See how this goes see what happens when i got a rifle in my hands or I'm flying a plane in enemy territory. That's fucking scary, to say the least. So it really makes you think, like, what were those guys into? What were their thoughts? How did they feel? I I actually got lucky. I mean, I didn't ask him about this because it was in a, a kind of a quick exchange, but I actually met somebody who was a Tuskegee Airman, and he was you know, an older gentleman, obviously, (laughs) but, uh, you know, he was very, very cool. Like he came when I worked, uh, if, if you're uh, you know, longtime fan of the show, I've definitely talked about cousins, army, Navy, and me working there, uh, at the military surplus store. And he, uh, he was like somebody that came in one time and I got to like shake his hand and stuff like that. It was a pretty cool, dude. Um, you know, we didn't really get to talk that much, but he seemed nice and certainly seemed to be enjoying wandering around the store. A lot of those old time veterans, they like doing that. They they really seem to enjoy kind of just going through this stuff, maybe not even buying anything, just kind of looking at everything. It's kind of a, a flashback for him, which is pretty cool. You know, you, you can't beat something like that. But it makes you wonder, you know, all that love, you know, I mean, I'll put it to you like this. Like, I I was thinking about this. Do you think, like, how they feel, like, uh, you know, especially in that time, in that place, do you think how they feel could be, like, summed up, you know, in, like, a, a, a social media post or... Or or on Twitter, like you know, like a thread or something like that. Or do you think it? Do you think it's something bigger? Like, I mean, and, and I'm not putting those like forms of communication down, like they're obviously good for what they are. But like, these guys obviously were getting like the shit into the stick on a regular basis, and still wanted to fucking die for this place. That's something to think about. And I I I think. There's, like, a certain section of, like, uh, unfortunately the left who would, like, you know, call these people, like, Uncle Toms or whatever. And that's just terrible. Like, I, I think that's incredibly disrespectful. I think those people, like, that's just, you're, you're a real piece of shit. Like, <laughs> like, even if you don't agree with, like, American politics, even, like, just not, like, being like, you know what, man, that's that's bigger than me, so like, props to you. Like that's your thing. Like you did what you had to do to make yourself work in this crazy ass motherfucking world. So, I, I I can't hate. I can't hate at all. So taking a gander here at Twitter, and one of the things that's trending is this article by uh, I I guess Business Week magazine, or I mean, I don't know if they actually have a physical copy of it or it's just an online I don't know I don't know but needless to say like the, this is obvious but they're still writing an article about it and I'm still kind of uh, annoyed by it because it, I, let, let's just get into it but basically they just wrote an article about how Popular shows are paying up to 50 well not even popular shows like the guests that like on these like big shows some of them are paying up to like $50,000 to appear on them so I mean I, I don't know you know if this is happening with his program but I must say like you know fucking uh, Alex Jones pays Joe Rogan $50,000 to appear on his podcast. I don't think that actually happens. I think that motherfucker just lets him on willingly. But, you know, that's just an example. You can kind of get what I'm saying here. But $50,000, and I don't even know who half of these fucking podcasts are. Like, I, I was looking at some of these names, and it, I mean, I know it's an obvious idea, but like, Jesus Christ, there's so much money invested into an art form that really should be kind of done in a cheap bedroom. Leave it alone. It's our fucking thing. Like, quit dumping Hollywood production money into a podcast, which is just basically a shitty version of a radio show. And look, I'm not somebody who's like a big radio guy. I enjoyed some radio programs. Shout out the best show. Um... You know, honestly, I'm not going to go super into that, but, like, at the same time, like, I also grew up around, like, Bob and Tom, and while occasionally that could be funny, most of the time it was just utter fucking dog shit, so I'm not a radio guy, I'm not somebody who's going to be like, oh boy, don't I, like, Garrison Keillor, wasn't he such a great broadcaster, eh, I saw him live and it was okay, All right. it, it, like, it's just not my thing. Like, it, I do kind of like the concept of, like, you know, a town in a bigger universe, but, like, why does the town have to be filled with such so lame people? Okay? Why? Why? Why can't they be cool? Why can't they be cool? It's just a simple fucking thing. But, back to the idea of the $50,000 guest. I mean, I would like to rig some type of scam where I could get people to pay me 50000 I mean, okay, I wouldn't even take... I mean I will take fifty thousand, but I, I I'll settle for ten or five twenty five hundred okay look, I'm willing to negotiate, but I would love to like that would be so cool all right and and like if that means that you guys gotta push this podcast on your grandparents and like that weird cousin that you see at your family reunion and you're not sure if like like it's not even like if you're sh- not sure if he's gay or straight it's more like I'm not sure if he's, like, even a part of, like, this planet. Like, you're not even really sure where the fuck his brain's at at any given moment. Not even, like, in a, a alarming way, just in a, like, trippy way almost. Yeah, push it on him. I'm sure he'd love to hear me rant. I'm sure that'd probably perk him up. But I we need to find a way to start like to to the ultimate podcast scam like i need those russian bots to start clicking my fucking podcast dude that's what we need that's what we need is like yeah like if we can get like the russian state police uh, not the state police but you know their version of the NSA we can get them on it and have them their little troll farms start clicking shit from yeah there we go and then we like have all these fake ass numbers and then we're like okay um the flat earth guy yeah you can come and push your goddamn dumb bullshit on my podcast just give me like five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars to do so I don't know you know, enough to cover rent and then some, you know. That, that's all you really need in life, if you think about it, is just to kind of cover your rent or mortgage and then some. You know, whether that be, you know, fancy food, uh, night, good weed, or delicious alcohol. You That's your choice. That's your thing. I'm not going to tell you what to do on that one, as long as it's not like Coke or something. Nobody wants to be a, or to see you become a blow monkey. It's bad. Bad, 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 bad. Also, it goes without saying, like if you like, I know this is silly, but like, I want to know what everyone's idea, like, who can we really get to scam? Like, like who? Who do you think we could scam to come on Life and Time with Harry Slime? Like, who? What? Like. Uh, Brand like you have like pound off in my DMs or the comments or whatever the fuck like you want to do I don't know write it as a comment I don't really care but like who who do you think we should target for the scam as far as like the brand of podcasts that we are. Versus, like, the type of, like, celebrity that would be interested in what we do around here. I mean, do you think it would be, like, do you think we could, like, scam Doug Stanhope into doing this podcast? I mean, he, he, he seems like he's pretty money savvy, so it would be tough to, like, you know, get actual money out of him. I, I, I do know, like, one dark thing I do know about uh his podcast is, like, I think, I can't remember when this exactly was. I think it was like a couple years ago. But there was uh, a guy who basically got him to, like Doug Stanhope, to be booked on his podcast. Because he Doug Stanhope thought that this guy was like one of his old friends. And it actually wasn't. It was just some random ass dude. And Doug, I guess... uh, you know, or uh, this like he ended up doing the podcast I, or like, you know, for like 10, 15 minutes and recorded an intro form or something like that. And the guy, unfortunately, got killed in a car wreck, like I think like th- that night or the next morning or something like that. And it, it's just a like a horrific, tragic thing around. You know, what was supposed to be like an otherwise very pleasant moment. I'm sure that made that dude's day. <laughs> and then fuck, you get. You die in like a Honda Civic like four hours later. That's that's horrible. That's really, really horrible. I think it's settled, though. I think life of time with Harry Slime. We just start scamming lifestyle coaches. Because I started looking more into this article, and apparently. You know, a lot of it seems to be oriented towards uh, different, you know, the, the modern social media influencer lifestyle brand people and that kind of thing. And, I mean, those people are fucking idiots most of the time. So, yeah, I, like, look, if if we all work together on this one, we could really accomplish something really cool. Like, <laughs> like. I mean, come on, it would be hilarious, we could, you know, we could really, really, really kind of fuck with some people who, let's be honest, social media influencers kind of need to be fucked with, there's nothing wrong with that, they're not even real people, let's be honest here. But in other news, I hope you all are ready, you know, to wear shorts permanently, because, you know, you see these articles that... I you know the even more snow was melting and I'm not like a big like climate control guy but like I mean I I've definitely noticed that like it seems to be getting hotter and like they definitely you know you see photos and evidence of like you know less snow less rainfall yada 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 I'm not gonna get into the fucking science here but you know my favorite thing is is w- I, I like layers. I like wearing layers. I like flannels, coats, scars, you know, all those fun things that make, like, winter enjoyable. So, like, I'm going to have to move to, like, fucking Scandinavia to enjoy my, like, favorite form of clothing. Because I don't, I don't like wearing, you know, shorts and a t-shirt all the time. It gets a little old, to be honest. Like, I I, I, I get a little tired of it. And... I I definitely wish that I was somebody who, you know, I guess enjoyed that type of thing. I mean, I I do kind of like rocking the gym shorts and like a a Hawaiian shirt or like I even have these kind of bowling shirt type thing and that's not a bad look. But at the end of the day, I you know, I I don't really think that you know, I I one I, I don't like showing off my legs because I'm bow legged, but my legs aren't in bad shape. I just feel weird because they're bow legged. But I don't know if I should. Maybe 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 I should. not like I that's a personal thing. But even beyond that, I just like I like pants and like wearing boots and like you know like a nice jacket or something like that. It's just nice to fucking wear. You can have so much more fun with your outfit when it's actually cold outside, and. It makes, the way the world is, it makes me feel like I'm going to have to move to fucking, you know, Canada or Scandinavia to be able to do that, and it's fucking stupid. So, I, you know, I don't know what to do here. I I, I, I I, know this is, like, kind of a dumb thing to say, but I don't know how to turn down the temperature. I don't know if we can. I don't think that's actually possible, but good Lord, that would be nice, you know. Maybe Maybe we need, like, a an air conditioner for the Earth. That's what we need. It's just like... We need, like, uh, those dudes who, like, went to, like, HVAC classes in high school to make us, like, a gigantic air conditioner for the Earth. And that way we'll all... Like, it'll just pump... Like, we should just start... You know, that's what we should do, and we should just start pumping pollution into space. (laughs) That actually kind of fucking rules, dude. If we just started, like... Cause like I, that is like kind of a good question. Like, I mean, space is kind of fucking infinite, so it really doesn't matter. So like, I mean, you know, what a I mean, are are we ruining space by putting pollution into space? Are we? Are we doing a bad thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the science behind that, but, like... And I, I'm sure the space station's got to create pollution. I mean, if anything, it's got to create fucking waste unless, you know... I mean, do you think that they're, like... Like, they like they just shoot satellite or, like like, things down of, like... Like, dumpsters down of trash? I mean, do you think that's how the fucking space station works? Or do you think they just shoot it out into the fucking... Out towards Mars and shit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a really, I don't know. Like, let, let's look this up. Okay, okay. So I want this on record. I'm, you know, I'm just kind of goofing off with this idea. I'm having fun. You know, we're not trying to do anything. I mean, one, I don't have the power to do anything fucking crazy with this idea, let alone, I, you know, we're just, we're just, we're riffing. We're having fun. We're playing imagination. We're playing pretend. But me just being a fucking goofball and playing pretend has just stumbled onto an idea that, like, Jeff Bezos literally has in his head and wants to do. Like, there's a bunch of articles, and I'm looking at it right now. Like, on Google, I typed in putting pollution in this space. Like, very simple Google search. And multiple... Jeff Bezos, we should move all polluting industry into space. Jeff Bezos' eyes space is the new sacrifice zone. What the fuck? That's (laughs) Jeff Bezos proposed moving all polluting industry into space. I mean, I just said that one, but still. Yeah, this is fucking, this is what he wants. I don't know, and I don't, it, it seems like it's a bad thing, but it, I don't know, like, uh, uh, Can you pollute space? Even the tiniest space debris is a hazard. Particles the size of dust grains, even paint chips, can scour hard-to-protect components like optics and solar panels, shortening operational lifetimes and creating even more tiny flecks of debris. I mean, it seems like it's uh, bad for your mechanical operations. It makes your equipment wear down faster, but I don't know if that is, like, you know, uh, ruining... There's no... I don't know about the atmosphere... Uh, in space, or if they, I don't think they have one, like, I don't know, uh, fuck, so I I guess it just makes, like, trash in space, so if we could find a way to just kind of push the trash into, like, other sections of space, I feel like that kind of just solves the problem, you know, just I, send it towards fucking Pluto, who the fuck, like, we didn't even, like, want to make it a planet for a while, we were, like, literally dumping it, like, a, you know, like, like 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 an old friend or something we just got rid of fucking Pluto it's been around for, like that like that was like one of the planets in my childhood and then it was like nope not a planet anymore you fucking asshole we're not doing that shit so i don't know man like i i think it's it's something that's kind of interesting. I think it is kind of fucking weird that me being just a silly dickhead has stumbled onto, you know, something that Jeff Bezos literally wants in life um, and has the money of, of all people, of all fucking people. It's that guy, the guy who has literally the... Maybe that's what he's doing up there. Is He's just, like, making, like... Like, we think he's just, like taking rich people up to space so they can you know spend ungodly amounts of money just to you know go up there but in reality he's just got like just these rockets that look like fucking old fucking factories and power plants and shit and he's just got that like pumping out black smoke. <laughs> that would be really fucking... Like, if he was doing that, I'd be pro-Bezos. I hope he fucking becomes president at that point. You know, he might as well... F- <laughs> like, I, like I said, man, like, America sucks. Drive it like he stole it. And let that motherfucker drive it like he stole it, dude. <laughs> you know, the more and more I think about it, I, I want to be... Not only do I want to work in the first factory in space, like, I hope it's, like, a grungy-as-fuck, like... Stalin era fucking industrialization is like the only thing that's important uh era factory <laughs> like just something just fucking pure communist hellhole just like you know just something like that or or even like like you know not to just pick on the fucking communists like you know fucking one of the like child labor factories that were on the east coast in the early the late 1800s early 1900s so, but I, I hope it's like that. I I hope like that's the type of factories. I I want to be a foreman in that fucking factory. Um, I'll I'll join the like corrupt local space union. Like I don't know, like local, you know, sixty point nine or something like that. Some kind of fucking Star Trek ass number, or sh- some shit like that. But uh, I I would love that. I I think. Like, if I could become, like, a factory worker in space, I think that would be my thing. I think I would just be a a, a factory worker in space, you know. I, I'd have a beer belly. I'd wear tank tops. I would just kind of do that. I would just, I, I would purposefully shave my chest for a while with the sole hope that it'll grow more chest hair so I can look more like, you know, just straight Jersey trash, (laughs) like just living the motherfucking life, really. Um, But on that note, I think we're going to call it for the episode. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Sorry, this, uh, you know, it, it comes out on Wednesday. You get it when you get it. Um, it's, it's fucking free. This thing doesn't, like, cost you any money to listen to it. And I, I, while I do appreciate you all listening to it, you know, at the same time, like, if you're really not that interested into it, or it really goes against your schedule that bad, then, you know, don't listen to it. I, I give you permission, baby boys and baby girls. But, on that note, I will tell you, uh, Primetime slime on Instagram, uh, life and time with Harry slime on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I've updated the, uh, the page there. So give those a follow and a like and all the, the fun shit that goes with that. And if you want to leave a rating and a comment on, uh, the Apple podcast, and I think Spotify allows you to do that too. Give us those ratings, give us those reviews. Um, and I, I hope you all enjoyed those, uh, that clip, uh, if, if you want to share that as a little representation of the podcast, that'd be fucking excellent. Really appreciate that. But on that note, Harry Slime is fucking out.